We're back to the Neil Haley Show on the Total Celebrity segment. I'm excited to welcome the program NFL legend Billy White Shoes Johnson. Billy, thanks for calling. How are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. I mean, when I think about you and your career, let's go right to it. When you joined the Houston Oilers, how did you decide that when you got a touchdown, I'm going to do a certain dance? I mean, now we look at it now, the NFL finds people all the time for using props and different things, and you must chuckle under your breath when you watch this, right, and say, oh, I remember the days when I first decided to do this, and I uh, changed the NFL for a long time to come, didn't I? Well, listen, I didn't really decide to do it. You know, to be honest with you, what happened was that I used to do it in college, and it was a lot of fun in college. I would dance and do some other antics in the end zone just to have fun and just for our crowd support. I went to a little small school, and I guess they would come to the games. We were a pretty good ball club, and they would probably see what I wanted to do. The first time I scored in the NFL, you know, that's the first thing I did. You know, you used to get into the end zone, and all of a sudden, you were doing it. Because truly, when I did it, and it was against your same Pittsburgh Steelers, ah. uh, the first time I ever did that dance, I walked off the field and said, here I am on a big stage. I must be the biggest hot dog going. <laughs> but as, when I went over to ask Bubba about it, he said, shoot, no problem with him. If I can continue to score, I'm welcome to do it. So that's how it came about. Wow, and how did the NFL respond, especially when you started doing this and uh, other players and things like that at first? I'm sure that the media had certain things to say about it, but it was a different type of media at that during that time. But also, I'm sure the opposing teams and even maybe your teammates had something to say about it, right? Well, you know, here's the thing about it. Nobody really got upset. It was probably a novelty at that time. And when you look at it, I never tried to intimidate someone or denigrate someone. I just went to the end, uh, to the point of the end zone where nobody was there and danced. And it was for the crowd. It wasn't for any poke in front of anybody. I didn't even think of it. It was just one of those things that I did in college that I carried over. But I never tried to intimidate. And they knew that. But it was a lot of fun. And uh, at that time, you know, you had to be very careful of who you danced around because they, they take it out on you on the field. Yeah, definitely. And so you did that. Now let's talk about the white shoes. That's the thing that I got such a kick out of, is that you differentiated yourself from everyone else on the field. What made you say, I'm going to wear these shoes, too? Not just not just the dancing, but the white shoes. <laughs> you know, Rick, I take credit for it, and I appreciate it, but I was doing, uh, following Joe Namath. I, I did that on a lark in high school, and that name followed me in high school and throughout the college and collegiate level. Of course, from then on in high school, I never wore black shoes again, but I would, uh, it was just one of those things that a, a newspaper friend of mine in high school dubbed me with the name uh, Billy White Shoes at that time because I had this real good game and it was uh, a homecoming game along with the parents' day and it, it was kind of a sensationalized. Uh, he was just having fun with it. And somehow the name stuck. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the end, by the time I got to the NFL, I think they were allowing players to wear white shoes. 
Yeah, but that point, but it's still stuck to you, and it's such a, a nickname for sure. And during that NFL career, let's talk about your greatest memories as a Houston Oiler. I'm sure the game in, in Pittsburgh definitely is not in 1979, but other memories that you have that were your fondest <laughs> memories. I had to bring that up, Billy. Uh, fondest memories. <laughs> Well, you know, that's funny you should say. We've had our best games against Pittsburgh. We would always split once a year, and then, we, would, of course, we would have to go to Pittsburgh on their home field. And evidently, they were the better team at that time. Uh, but for me, there are so many games, you know, not only with myself, but watching Earl play, watching uh, Pastorini and yes. even Gifford Nielsen as a young ball player coming in and going to playoffs. Uh, so many good games uh, that... You know, I can remember my biggest, one of my best games is uh, was in Seattle. I had one of my best returns ever, and was uh, called back, uh, having to uh, return a punt and cross the field about four or five times. And believe it or not, I went in the end zone. I was too tired to dance after doing that. So <laughs> I can remember that, but I do remember that Monday night game when we played Miami, and boy, Earl just uh, had a field day. Oh yeah, so many. So many fond memories. I really would hate to, to try and pick out one. The Astrodome was such a tough place to play. When I was a Pittsburgh fan, I said, no, I don't want to go to Houston. Uh, no way. Please, no Houston. Because <laughs> if you can explain that to people, that home field advantage, it was it was crazy, wasn't it? Oh, it was. It was. Remember, we used to have those lovely blue towels. Yep. And yep. then you guys came up with the terrible towels. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that very well. And the late Bum Phillips. Good time, yeah, though, yeah, yeah, and the late Bum Phillips. I mean, the characters on the Houston Oilers at that time, yourself, Earl Campbell, Bum Phillips. And Bum, the comments Bum would make right before games and stuff, it just spoke to the Houston people for sure. Oh, it did. When you look at uh, Curly Cole, Alvin Bethay, Robert Brazil. Yep. Pastorini, Penny Burrow. The fans, the fans really gravitated toward those names. And, of course, we were in the community a lot, too. So that that endeared us uh, to that community. It was just a different time, uh, different era. And you think about the Houston Oilers song, which as a kid I didn't like to hear, but now it just rings in my ears still. Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers. And I can't remember the whole thing, but I remember it. And it's kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers fight song. Something that was that fans of that time period with the Oilers. Wow. I'm sure that those memories ring so much. <laughs> they, they ring in my ears, too. It was it was an easy song to remember, and fans, you know, of course, in their support of the ball club, gravitated toward it because it was an easy song to remember, and they got involved behind. Definitely. Now, your career after the Houston Oilers remind me. I know you played for the Falcons, and you also went to the CFL, right? Am I correct in career wise? Correct. Yeah, I went to there in between coming to the Falcons. I came to the Falcons. You're right. And what was the reason for the I CFL? For I was a, I was a huge CFL fan, and that's another reason why I love you. Because I I remember when they first put the CFL on in e, on ESPN when we first got ESPN, I was such a huge Canadian Football League, and you were one of the high profile people for sure. Jumping from the Oilers to the CFL, right? 
Right. It was myself, Vince Ferragamo, uh, James Scott, who played with Chicago, played with Walter Payton, David Overstreet, and Keith Carey. I'll never forget that. And I said, hey, why not? You know, I was trying to, trying to, you know, I didn't want to sit out a year, so the best thing for me was to be active. And, I, you know, when they made the offer, I couldn't refuse it. And so you you end up there, and you end up. Who did you play for? Was it the Alouettes, Montreal, or who did you play for? Yeah, yeah. It was the Montreal Alouettes, <laughs> which at that time <laughs> we struggled. Believe me, I was a fan of them talent. because of you. I was a fan of 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 the Montreal Alouettes at that time. I'm a very strange sports fan, but I was a huge Canadian Football League fan. Even though we have the great NFL, but it was a fun league to follow, really, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Oh, it was a fun league, and yeah. you knew, and you knew who was the uh, coach. It was Marv Levy. Yeah, and they won the uh, the uh, CFL championship. Just a, an interesting time. We don't hear much about the CFL like we did when that time period, for sure. And then you went to the Falcons, and you continue to do your dance. And then tell us a little bit about life after football, Billy. And then we're going to get right into um, uh, gr- gridiron grades and a bunch of different things. But t- just tell us a little bit about uh, life after football with you, Billy. Oh, it's been great. You know, I went to the uh, Falcon office for about 15 years, and uh, left there and then started doing some things with high school player development and coaching high school and track, high school football and track, uh, as I'm doing now. Fantastic. And so, you, and the kids, they might not remember you, but then you just got to put some films on, right? And they'll say, oh my gosh, you were the guy that created that, yeah, that I, touchdown <laughs> celebration. Well, it's funny. I don't tell them what they find out anyway. And then they go and say, my dad, my granddad remembers you. And then I want to punch them when they say their granddad. So. <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's not me yet. I'm 44, so I had a great memory at that age uh, uh, for sure in sports. And uh, So now let's go talk about uh, nothing goes better with pigskins than, pig, than, 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 than pigskins. What makes football season the perfect time to celebrate Pork Rind Appreciation Day? Tell us about that. Well, you know, pork line, you know, the biggest game of the year is, you know, in February. And on that day, that's when we decided, you know, to say, hey, pigskins go along with pigskins. That's pork line appreciation day. And uh, in honor of that day, Southern Recipe and the Rudolph Group uh, partnered with Gridiron Grapes. And what they're going to do is they're going to uh, make a big donation up to $15,000. And here's the good thing about that is that they got gridiron grooving. And how about this? A fan can just go online and go there and create a uh, touchdown celebration. And if he's fortunate, down the road he keeps entering his name. He can enter as many times as he wants. He can win uh, up to $2,500 at the uh, uh, culmination of the program. And it's going on now until that big day. And because of that, Rudolph will also, like I said, make a donation up to $2,500. And here's the good, the best thing I think about this is that those that are doing the gridiron, moving, uh, touchdown celebration day, they can win up to $2,500. And they can, like I say, enter as many times as they want. But I do think that it's one of the great things, and they're going to donate that to the uh, gridiron, uh, great assistance fund, which helps former athletes who are in dire need with yes. medical problems, household problems, I mean, household bills, because these guys were the ones who made football 
Exactly. Uh, stand out today for whatever it is. So what a great company to, to partner with for the Gridiron Grapes. And, of course, you know, Dick Buckets is, is involved with it also. Wow. Uh, it was a no-brainer to, to, to get connected with these teachers. Oh, absolutely, Billy. And I think that that's the great thing is you're right. All the guys that made the NFL what it is today, some of them are struggling. Many of them are struggling, possibly CTE or certain things, and we need to help them. And that's why to partner with Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund and also Pork Grind Appreciation Day and working with Southern Recipe is a fantastic thing for sure. Uh, can you tell our listeners more about the fund? We talked about the fund and the best place to find information. Where can we go with the best information, Billy? Where can we go? The best information, if you can remember this, is porkrine.com. <laughs> oh, that's going to be easy to remember. You know, yeah. You know, pretty easy to remember. And, you know, just remember that, you know, you're going to be involved in helping and uh in, in conjunction with collaboration with uh, Southern Recipe and Rudolph Foods, uh, preventing, you know, helping some former athletes who are in dire, like I say, in dire need with their medical, whatever it is. But again, the, uh, what they can do is go to porkline.com and get all the information they need. And to also play that game. That game starts today and goes until the biggest day of the year for football. The Super Bowl, right? Exactly. And any any any, any, any predictions, uh, Billy? Any predictions on who you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year? It's a strange NFL right now. I think. Oh, it's such a it's, it's such a strange year. You are ooh, that would be too tough to call. Too tough. Too close to call. I was thinking Steelers at the beginning of the year, but now and then then they shock me by beating Kansas City. You just you can't pick this year, and we'll find out what happens. But Billy, are you on social media, or are you, are you just Google you? Is that the best place to find info on you? Yeah, yeah. I don't do no any social media. <laughs> you know, whatever you say about me, you can get away with it because I don't check. No Instagram, no FaceTime, none of that stuff. No Twitter. <laughs> I don't get on it. <laughs> well, that's good. You you don't have to. But, uh, Billy, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. And it was an honor to have you on the show. And thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And I still like you, even though you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that, man. Take care. All right. See ya. All <laughs> okay. right. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.